Hey Purpose Peeps, this is Dina Wiggins of DinaWiggins.com, your sister in purpose and me sultans. So today, Purpose Peeps, I want to welcome you. I welcome you to the Sparkfly, the place where our growing community of Purpose Peeps comes together to unlock. Unlock what sparks you, unlock what makes you come alive, and learn from other Purpose Peeps how to leverage it, how to build your sparked life and create real results that matter. So purpose piece, one question. Are you ready? Let's go. All right. So welcome purpose peeps. We have such a treat for you today. So we're going to be speaking with Brandon Peel. And let me just tell you a little bit about Brandon. Brandon is a best-selling author, international speaker, the vice president of people science at Ion Learning. He has written and co-written four books on purpose activation. So this is a real deal purpose peep, okay? Um, and he's worked with organizations like Morgan Stanley, LinkedIn, the U.S. Marine Corps, Johnson & Johnson, to activate purpose-led and inclusive cultures. He's also taught at Stanford, University of California, Berkeley, the University of Minnesota, and Northern Arizona University, and has been featured in media outlets that we know and love, Forbes, U.S. New, World Report, and Conscious Company Magazine. He's also a PGI Certified Purpose Guide, Imperative Certified Purpose Leader, and serves on the Council of the Global Purpose Leaders, and has an MBA in leadership from Columbia Business School, and he and his beautiful wife live in San Diego. So that's Brandon's bio, but let me speak to my, from my heart about who Brandon is to me. So I had the pleasure of meeting Brandon when I was being certified as a coach with Imperative. And Brandon's title at Imperative was Market Evangelist. So I knew just from his title before we even met at all, and we've only met virtually, interestingly enough, but I knew that he was a purpose piece. And I knew that he was somebody that I wanted to know more about. I was so curious about him. And the thing about Brandon is that he um, just lives from his heart. He lives from his heart. There's no pretense with Brandon. Brandon is 100% in, he's 100% present, and he's such a gift to, I know he's a gift to the community that we're in together, the Global Purpose Leaders. And so I'm so excited to invite him into our space and just to tap into some of that wisdom and um, welcome Brandon. Oh, Dina, very touched by that. Thank you. I meant every word, every word, <laughs> every word. So purpose peeps with everything that has, um, you know, been going on lately with the pandemic and the social justice uprising. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about um, just like what's been changing on your watch and just really allowing this partnership with life to kind of inform like what's been shifting and what's been coming up. And, um, you know, Brandon wrote um, two articles. He writes all the time. Okay. He's, um, he manifests like nobody's business, but 
I read two of um, Brandon's recent articles and they just kind of caused me to like pause and I'm like, okay, Brandon, let's talk about what's going on. So what's going on, Brandon? <laughs> My purpose is on the move. <laughs> My purpose is on the move. Um, yeah. And, you know, as you shared, Dina, I have a very strong investment in my identity around purpose, right? Like it's been the last eight years of my life. Like every third word has been purpose, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, as, as you know, being connected to purpose is, is being in conversation with it and diving back in to get new information mm -hmm. because we are in relationship with life. Like it, especially now with all these changes, many of them very exciting. Um, my purpose was like, there's a new horizon for you. And the words that came through the biggest word, the one that still gives me that's still, but it just, it, it just is, is liberation, like liberation of human potential, liberation of, of the human soul. And, you know, you and I can write books. We can work with individuals and organizations that doesn't change the basic uh, systemic structures that keep people from even having the opportunity to hear the word purpose. Yes. And so what's there is like, we all know it. It's, it's white supremacy. It's sub, it's economic racial injustice that is preventing. It's like, it's like a dam of that's, that's preventing human potential from coming forth. Mm. Um, so what's, what's there for me is, recreating myself and you know continue to do the work I do at ION but but how can I continue to show up and stand with people who look like me mm -hmm. and say it's not scary it's mm -hmm. actually we don't get we actually don't have to give anything up here I mean yes we're going to create more opportunity for everybody but we get to be ourselves for once uh -huh. To be successful, to flourish in a, in a racist society is not success. Mm -hmm. It's shame. And so, yeah, all this stuff is bubbling up. I don't really have a discrete expression of it, but I'm continuing to listen and educate myself and talk to people. And, um, yeah, trying to, you know, with our good friend Andy Swindler, like standing in collective liberation. Like, what does that actually mean to stand for collective liberation? That's, that's the big question right now. Oh, that's just so beautiful, Brandon. That's absolutely beautiful. Because there's so much that um, every time I speak with a purpose beat, they're in some version of that with the emerging truths and just this um, uh, learning to be in this dance with life right? Even in this um, beautiful and challenging and liberating and exciting and heartbreaking and, you know, every emotion in between. And that's really kind of cracking us open, dropping the mask. I didn't think I had any more, but looks like I have plenty. <laughs> right? And so it's like, it's happening with everybody. So as a black woman, I had a, um, I was with Joey and Joey took me through his two word process and the word that came up was freedom. Mm. And the door that I went through with that um, was like, um, when you think about the big three questions around purpose, who am I really? Why am I here? And what's being asked of me with that? Right? They're so intimate. 
I just drop down because it's like, what else is more intimate than that other than I love you? Do you love me? <laughs> you know, and I thought even if someone could activate with that, right, and have a sort of awakening with that and have some purpose clarity, the systems that would be against certain people, whether it's um, people of color, whether it's um, sexual orientation, whether it's age, whether it's employment status, it's like all these different things, but the one that's taking people's lives and it's on, you know, for everyone to see right now is the racism. Mm-hmm. So the, the, you know, the beauty, the science of purpose, you know, we have benefits, you know, from having a sense of value, a sense of belonging, you know, a sense of inclusion and racism is the antithesis of that. Yeah. And so my, my awakening was if, if I don't do something and I wasn't doing anything in my practice, I'm just going to be honest. I just wasn't doing anything. And I had to grieve that realization, right? Because I had my maladaptive strategy was to dial that down so much that it just became like, um, you know, white noise, like, you know, Mm -hmm. background noise, right? Um, just because it was just so painful to like do this bobbing thing up and down and it saps your energy. So no more of that. So I have to let that go and just have to be with this, you know, everything that I feel right now, because if I don't, if I'm not a part of breaking that system down, then I can do all the purpose work that I want. And I maybe can have a superficial, um, sense of fulfillment, But at Mm -hmm, the heart, mm -hmm. I'm not doing something that's going to be at the detriment of that. And then someone, if they're not awake to how that, you know, is relating and what that really feels like, and that can be behind some of the experiences, people could lose faith with the power of purpose. Totally. And that breaks my heart. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like selling a dream, like we have to dismantle we have to dismantle and recreate make it just um you know and we've had moments like this in our history i mean the uh oh, what was that riot in the american revolution genesis story uh in a sense as a um as a nation among other things that are much more terrible than that but uh, but then also you know you look at world war ii like this, the, the, the circumstances changed. We were in relationship to life and all these people, and they put down you know, their mechanics, they put down their tools. If they were teachers, they put down their books. They put down the briefcases and they said, okay, it is time to fight for the liberation of people of Europe. We're going to do that. And of course, we had our own self-interest, but that's what happens when we, you have a total catastrophe, a total cluster, like, escalating pandemic mm-hmm. you know covid economic uh racial injustice and there's probably seven or eight more that that are that are coming behind it oh yeah right oh, we yeah. can't just be like yay um wealth and happiness in the suburbs <laughs> right. it's like ridiculous right. to say that right. so so i'm sorry go ahead yeah, so, so so the world is is you know where our souls are bridges between our, our purposes bridges between our souls and the world. The world's changing, and it's saying something new is required. 
you know, like you're a leader, you are an entrepreneur, you, and, and I, I have those similar things It's saying like, okay, step up. The time is now to, to be a part of the reconciliation, the healing, the justice that, um, has been basically, frankly, ignored for at least since, you know, Dr. King's death. Yes. Yeah, so Donald um, Jenkins, mm -hmm. um, I've been talking to him recently and um, he has a book club that he does every Thursday. And I think his book is called um, Building the Super Race or something like mm -hmm. that. So he has a really cool way of integrating um, purpose and race relations. And so that's one of the things that he says. He, he, he says that Dr. King was an example of meaningful excellence, mm. meaningful excellence. And that's what the soul is hungry for. And so, you know, his hypothesis, just 30,000 feet, it's just, um, and, and I think it's absolutely true, but it, it, this time requires us to dig deep into our deep wells of purpose, right? To be able to have the sustenance of what's required for systemic change. So this is a marathon. So this is a, it, oh, yeah. it, it's a marathon. And so um, like, if you are not like dialed in at a deep, a deep, um, at a deep level of something that's really meaningful for you, then it's like, it may wane. And so that's what a lot of the fear is around this time, even with the excitement, because there's so much allyship and there's so many different voices that are speaking up. And they're different, um, you know, and people are really looking for ways to elevate voices and, and to just do all these wonderful, wonderful things. And, um, but then there's the thing in the back of the mind that says, okay, is this going to wane? And I'm thinking, you know, hey, I can, I can support that not happening. Mm -hmm. A little bit every day, I can, you know, support that not happening. And for one, calling it out and making the, the invisible visible. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And conversations like this. So. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I mean, the good is, is, is that public opinion has definitely shifted. Mm -hmm. Right. I think it's like 60 some odd percent of Americans are in favor of the demands of black lives matter. I mean, that. Whew, That's you. Never, never in my life that I, that I think I'd see that. Um, and so, you know, there'll be attempts to, knock that down and all that kind of stuff, but there it's, it's shifted and we are, we are riding that cresting wave of justice. Like that is, it is happening. And it's like, you can resist, you know, like today I was, I had posted this um, organizing white men for collective liberation link in a bunch of different spaces. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of white guys who are just like, get this crap out of here. <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's just the first step. Like when you first hear something about, you know, racial justice and you are afraid of what it's going to cost you and your identity, mm -hmm. you, you resist it, but it's coming. I mean, it is coming. And the more people there are who are saying what I'm doing now is going to look nothing like I was doing before because this is what there is to do right now. Yes. Collective liberation. Yes. Yes. And I think, and I, I remember writing the article about purpose pivots and I was mm -hmm. so in my head, I was so in my head and I thought I was talking about like, you know, major shifts and like, I think they're levels. Right. And so initially we were all kind of in that outer, you know, shift kind of um, experience 
And then it's like as time came and then the more calls for change, knocking at our door, the more, you know, reasons to do even deeper, you know, reflection, it was like, oh, wow, no, this is a deeper um, change that's coming up. And I can't, I couldn't even name it. Did you experience mm-hmm. that? Like, I, it just, um, all I could do was kind of like be with it. So based on your experience and being such a purpose peep and having this experience, so purpose peeps, I just want you to know that like no one's exempt. Like everybody, <laughs> everyone is having their own versions of this. And so if you're feeling like this unrest on the inside and you don't really know how to name it, like this could be it. And um, so what, what would be some, what was, so if you could just describe what your experience was like on the inside and then maybe give a couple of tips for people, like what they can do if they are, if they're experiencing that. Yeah. Um, there's been two things recently. One was dialoguing with trusted source and it was a shock. I'm like, how break could... that down. Excuse me. Brandon. Yeah. Break that down. So I was, I was dialoguing, uh, which means like literally writing out dialogue as if I was writing out a, uh, screenplay. Mm-hmm. It was like Brandon colon. I would say soul. What do I do about X and be like soul colon, you know what to do, do this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so I'm, I'm, I'm writing this out. And, um, so I s- set the intention to talk with that part of me that knows my purpose. Um, and when nothing came through around purpose, you know, what I've been saying for eight years, I'm like, <gasps> you know, it was just like fear, like, oh man, you put me right back in the beginning again. <laughs> Soul, you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> minx, <laughs> you know, like, and, and so, you know, at first it was shock and then, and then I started to feel the threads. Um, because inside of that, you know, this liberation purpose is really the purpose of the United States. So I'm like, oh, okay, it's not no purpose, never. It's just now, now, now we're playing on fulfilling on the deferred dream, fulfilling on e pluribus unum, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for all, for everybody. And that was just like another kind of divine tailwind that kind of said, okay, you're pulling the thread in the right direction. And then our friend, Andy, he posts this link about organizing white men for collective liberation. And that was just like, like lightning. I'm like, wow. Cause I, this was maybe a two or three years ago, I had said something really ignorant and hurtful about like trans rights and lives. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine, he straightened me out. He, he said, you know, obviously here's how that landed. Here's why that doesn't work. Blah, blah, blah. But he said, Listen, that's not your fight. Your people, our people, straight, cisgender, white guys, we're the problem. Like, let's get our shit straight. Like, let's, like, let's do our work. Let's claim our missions. Let's be grown-ass men in the face of this injustice. And, you know, so this is many years ago. But I was like, okay, great. Now what do I do? Do I just, do I continue my work with the Mankind Project, which I've continued but then when Andy put that in front of me, I was like, oh, I do that. I, <laughs> I be a part of this movement of white men who are supporting 
all these racial and social and economic injustice initiatives. Like, cause that is the history of change. It, unfortunately, it, it, it somewhat rests on white allies. Uh, white allies stood for suffrage, white, white allies stood for abolition. They stood and marched in, uh, in, the, in the 60s for civil rights. I mean, it's, it's, it's not that the problems have, are getting louder now. They've been the same. Everyone's been saying the same thing. It's just white people haven't been listening. And so anyways, I don't want to, I'm soapboxing. No, no. Um, but like that, that was an electric shock too. And, and so I'm, I'm writing as is Joey and other people on this intersection of racial injustice mm-hmm. and soul work because they, they serve each other. Like, yep. um, you know, you might say that the purpose work or soul work is an, is an organic inside out movement uh, to liberation. Yes. And is. that racial and economic injustice is an outside in because to, to engage with that, we have to disappear a lot of these collective beliefs about who we are and what's possible. And so we get to be more of ourselves because we're not dealing with this white supremacist worldview anymore. Like, Oh yeah. Like who am I really? Yeah. Who am I really now? This is cool. Way bigger than just random dude who writes books. Like this is like, Oh my God, like too much for me to handle. But so, so I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to kind of create space right now. And this is, I'm saying no to a lot of stuff, like really sexy stuff. I'm saying no to, I'm like, I, I have got to keep this train on the tracks and, and focus on my own internal work. And then the broader advocacy around politics, economics, organizational inclusion, like all of these bigger systemic things. That's where my voice is needed right now. Oh, wow. That's so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. So many juicy nuggets. (laughs) So, Brandon, so when you were talking about um, your time with Trusted Source, and so it's like um, Purpose Peaks, how do you connect, right, with the bigger picture? Like, what does that look like for you? What what is your practice to connect with your sparks? Yeah. And then after you had that major connection, then you see this post from Andy. And so that's what we would call a nudge. And mm-hmm. so nudges kind of gently push you into the direction like, okay, don't forget about what we talked about now. Mm-hmm. And go ahead and let me see if you're going to do this. And it's like these breadcrumbs that kind of help us. So life is truly a purpose partner. It's truly a purpose Amen. partner. But we have to um, admit that there's unrest within us even within our best laid plans, Mm -hmm. right? And so, um, and then what I also love, Brandon, is that you were saying that you were saying no to some juicy stuff, Mm -hmm. stuff that could have been, you know, very fulfilling to make space and capacity for what was coming up. And so like purpose peeps, like if we're going to really be, um, you know, serious about this partnership with that, this purpose partnership with life and how life is really truly working for us to inform us. Then when it tells us something that we may not have been expecting to hear, <laughs> let's, let's believe them, right? Believe <laughs> let's, it. let's believe, believe them. It. Okay. Yeah. 
And um, also what I loved and what you said was the integration between the inner and the outer purpose clarity. So what was coming up on the inside and then also what's happening in the world. So if um, something is coming up differently for you on the inside, something different is breaking your heart, something different is giving you joy. Those are some clues to check into what's coming up for you, bubbling up on the inside. And then when you have this much change happening on the outside, that's also helping to birth what's really coming up for you. So it's this Absolutely. partnership like between the two. Oh, Brandon, this is so juicy. It's really good. <laughs> I, I want to uh, dovetail on, on what you just said about a heartbreak mm -hmm. um, because we all know it's everything's broken, right? Mm -hmm. Capitalism isn't working. Obviously uh, equality inclusion is not working. The environment's broken too. Um, the economy never really did work. Uh, and, there's a, a million things that could break your heart. And that is Dina, as you said, like it's listening, like, like, like write down, like all the things that break your heart, like spend five minutes. It's like, okay, God, yeah. Sex trafficking breaks my heart. Mm. Poverty breaks my heart. Homelessness break vandalism, like whatever it is, it could be stuff in your neighborhood, stuff in the world, you know, seeing, sociopaths elected to the highest office in the land that could break your heart. Like there could be all sorts of stuff that breaks your heart and just write it down. And then the, 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 the beauty of it is then, then you look at, well, what kind of world would I need to stand for if that stuff breaks my heart? Because when something breaks your heart, it, it literally is a personal violation. You are being violated, perpetrated upon by reality. Yes. And that means that there's a world that you know is true in your heart. Even if you've got doubts and self you know, criticism and skepticism, there's a world that you know is inside of you. And that's what hurts because that world is really what your life is for. So then you take that, all those heartbreaks and flip it. Like this is the world. So I, when I talk about that world for me, it's like, it's justice. It's the liberation, the force of soul. It's sustainability. It's, prosperity it's peace it's it's creativity it's it, it's it's all these these things come up for me as the antithesis of what breaks my heart and so you help you all have that too there's that world some version of that world let me just share one one quick story about this so please um i had the uh the privilege to do purpose work in a prison up in seattle last year and it was uh it was a group of they call special populations. So these are people in witness protection, but also um, uh, former gang members, mm -hmm. uh, people who are trans, people who can't be with everybody else or they'll get killed, basically. And, and I'm nervous as heck. You know, I'm a white kid from the suburbs. Like I'm, I've seen Oz. I've seen prison movies. I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be too right. much for my delicate... <laughs> suburban soul and as soon as i you know got through all the rigmarole about getting in and the metal detectors and i and I get into the yard and there's so much friendliness and humanity uh between everybody who was in that yard they, it wasn't a prison movie it was just regular people doing their thing serving their time 
And we, when I get into this room with like 60, and we do this exercise around heartbreak, and we flip it, and they, and they get to their the vision for the world. These are some of these people are not going to get out, like they're in there for 30, 40, 50 years. That vision was there for them, so they they're standing up, saying, "I want a world where a father can love his son. I want a world where uh, everybody is loved for who they are." You know, like all. And, you know, all of this, all this judgment around what, a, what somebody inside of a prison is just like poof, went away. It's a human being with a vision for the world. And so, I, I mean, it was the peak experience of my year last year. It was like that two hour session with those folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so long way of saying, if it's possible there, it's possible out on the outside and you probably have a lot less to deal with in terms of expressing it. So just, just know that what you have is special and it's your birthright to claim it. That's perfect. That is perfect. It is your birthright to claim it. Let that sink in purpose peeps. Mm -hmm. And if you could do this exercise that Brandon described and then every day purpose to just be that just you, Right. Don't don't get so bogged down in like this big thing. If every day you just move a little bit closer and just put that in your decision making, put that in who you are, put that in your voice, put that in your expression, your next inspired action step will find you. Amen. Yes, that's just a wonderful, wonderful way to end this session. We'd love to have you back, Brandon. So, so how can people um, get in contact with you, learn more about you, connect with you? Sure. Just my website, it points to all the different things I'm up to, the science purpose, global purpose leaders, ION. Um, but yeah, so just brandonpeel.com. That's where you can find everything I'm up to. Awesome. And if you are a purpose practitioner, meaning that you do some type of purpose work in the world, we would love to have you stop by and check out the Global Purpose Leaders because um, we geek out on this all the time. All the time. All the time. (laughs) And we'd love to have your voice and your experience and essence in the place. So thank you very much, Purpose Peeps. Thank you very much, Brandon. This was (sighs) wonderful. (laughs) Always. (laughs) 